and I didn't hear my groove on this. I'm about to break all the rules. You heard me. How you doing, world? My name is Ashav Geek. You are now tuned in to the Gemini in Me podcast. This is episode 74, and it's called Cobb County Nights. I always start off my podcast by saying thank you for listening. Thank you for pressing play. Thank you for clicking on this. Whatever you heard it, I appreciate you giving me your ears. You could have been doing anything else in the world, but you decided to press play on my podcast, so I appreciate that. I say my podcast because it's like a ruling podcast where you're not supposed to curse for the first five minutes of the podcast but i've already broke that rule you're gonna see as soon as the you know the body come in but i ain't gonna curse on the intro you feel me i'm gonna just keep it light so my thing is if i don't catch you in the first two minutes then by all means feel free to go and do your thing i appreciate you listening but if i can catch your attention beyond two minutes just please listen to what i have to say I think you would like it, depending on what kind of person you is. I think you would find it entertaining. You might not. I don't know. But I'm the Shive Geek. This is Gemini and me. You are in for a treat. Um, Let me forewarn everybody that's listening to this while y'all still on the intro. I do a lot of cursing. This episode is about sex. And so if you don't want to hear me talk about sex or you don't want to hear me curse a whole lot, then you probably might want to skip this one and just wait for next week. But uh. If you down for that type of stuff and you want to hear that and you don't mind and you want the real, the yad to the yad, go ahead. Here we go. So I'm chilling with my nigga Sherman and shit. We politicking, you know what I'm saying? Joe's and cool and smoking and shit. And I get a text from Liz and she's saying I want some dick. Now, mind you, Sherman live in Marietta. Liz live in Douglasville. I live in Douglasville. I just left Douglasville to come to Marietta to chill with my dog. You feel me? But at the same time, it's like, ain't no nigga not finna pass up no pussy. So, yeah, we gonna make that motion. So, I'm hitting her like, all right, cool. I'm on the way back to the motel or whatever. At the time, I was living in the motel. I'll explain that later. She like, do you want this? Do you want that? I'm like, yeah. So, we go to doing our thing. You can tell that at this point she had started experiencing other people sexually. And at this point we broken up. You know what I'm saying? We still just dealing with each other on a intimate level because it's the familiarity and you don't wanna, you know, expand yourself and catch too many bodies and shit. But as we're being intimate, she looking at me like, you know, what thing got into you? Like, you know, that shit's super good. Like who like what like what happened? Like when like when did the switch flip or whatever, whatever. So I'm like, I don't know. But here we are. But in hindsight, it's like at that moment i know you was comparing me to whatever you had going on at that moment versus me in my mind i didn't that that was before i had sex with anybody besides i only had sex with one woman for like 10 years it's crazy to look back on and think about certain situations where like you know but you just don't want to admit to yourself what's going on, right? Because in that moment, if I was, like, conscious enough to put the shit to the forefront, like, oh, she's fucking somebody else. That's why she's saying, oh, this shit is so good. It's not that my shit is good. It's that you wouldn't fuck the nigga that don't fuck as good as me. You know what I'm saying? Or, and or, my, you know, my nigga is good. So, you know, kudos to me. I say all that to say, sex with the person you love or sex with the person that you're in love with will always, like, trump sex with anybody else and that's not to say the sex is just good because you're in love like i will and can say this publicly like i've still enjoyed sex with my ex what would that ex you know what i'm saying like it's still like top tier in my brain everything about it is dope and on her end because we have a mutual friend i know she feel the same way and i'm saying this publicly but i don't give a fuck it's not like you can whip my ass or your nigga can whip my ass so i can say what the fuck i want to say on my podcast you know what i mean but yeah, you know who got the best dick you ever had. After that, you know what I'm saying, after we was done and she left, I came back to reality. And the reality is that I'm living in a motel. I'm getting my wages garnished. 
I don't have a car, right? I think I had a rental car at that point because the car I was using my little brother. Shout out to my little brother. He let me use his car while he was overseas and doing a deployment in Okanaka. Somebody hit me at a red light. So at that point, I was using a rental, but I was soon to be out of a car. So I'm working at Waff House. I'm standing in a motel and I'm using Uber back and I'm using Uber to get back and forth and I'm getting my wages garnished. So all this is happening at the same time while my relationship is crumbling. And you would think that it would be like the worst thing in the world, but it wasn't. I guess because I feel like I had friends and like real family, like I had my best friend down the street. You know what I'm saying? Like I had Liz for those positive moments. And don't get me wrong, it was still some fucked up bad moments, but you know, she was there. She was accessible. I could get to her. I could touch her. I could reach her. I had my godmother. I had my mother. I just, I had friends. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like you can go through anything for me. I've been through a lot of things, but I think the worst thing I ever dealt with was when I had to deal with being depressed and not having the network of people that I usually had. Because on paper, if you say that you're getting your wages garnished, you don't have a car, you're living in a motel, you're having to choose some weeks between paying your phone bill or eating food and a breakup and somebody having an abortion, I would think that you know, yeah, you got broken up with, yeah, you had an abortion, but nigga, you got a job or you got unemployment and you have an apartment and you have a car and you have money and, you know, you know, like weigh it out. And to the average person or to a regular person, you would think that I take a breakup and an abortion over fucking having garnished wages and shit like that. But it's like, honestly, I would take the garnished wages, the no car and living in a motel over the pain I felt over not having my child, you know? And that's basically the comparison I was trying to get to. Things is weird in my brain, and I don't know why I'm wired differently, but I'm just wired differently. I remember like Marietta Nights, you know what I'm saying, driving through Cobb County, playing at Jeezy, or playing the weekend, and hitting long strips like going chill with my dog or going spend the night by his house so we could smoke and shit and politic and jokes and all that. And I just remember like life wasn't good per se. But life was good, you know? Things was good. Like, I just, I can't describe that feeling of uh, just having people around you that you trust and that you know have your best interests. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. Like, nothing beats that. Knowing that, regardless, like, people that you love and care about is, like, fucking 20 minutes down the road, 25 minutes down the road. Not to mention, at that point, my best friend was still living in Alabama. It would only take her an hour to get to where I was. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, like anybody else I wanted to see in Alabama. Like, it was just different times, you know? It was different times. And I don't know if it's because I was smoking. I don't know if it, was, if it was because of the proxy of my friends. But I really miss those. I really miss those Cobb County nights, man. It's like a defining moment for me. Like, just riding with the windows down, like I said, playing Jeezy or playing The weekend, riding slow, not a care in the world, even if the world around you is crumbling. This shit is beautiful. This shit is amazing. Because what we at now, it's a little bit different. You feel me? It's a little bit different. So let me fast forward like a year. At this point, that's literally like 2019 to 2020. Yeah, I'm going to bring you out to 2020. So me and SNL is in the hotel room, and this is on my birthday, and I'm playing her the podcast episode called 
a letter to my muse. Now, if you want to pause this podcast and go back to a letter to my muse and then come back, it'll make, you know, make more sense. But I feel like with the story I'm about to tell, it'll make enough sense. You feel me? So we in there and I'm laying on the bed and not laying on the bed. I'm sitting on the bed and she's sitting on the desk and she's listening to the podcast on speakerphone. So she's listening. She's listening. And she's like, wow, that's beautiful. I love it. Like, that's dope. That's sincere. And then her and I had our first intimate moment. The thing about SNL, to bring you back to that episode of Letter to My Muse, is that at the time, SNL was the first woman that I cared for after Liz. SNL made me believe in love again. Like when me and Liz was done, I really felt like I felt empty. I felt like a shell. I felt defeated. I felt like I wasted 10 years of my life. You know, I felt just I I didn't feel any positive feelings. And that was because of, for one, the infidelity. For two, the fact that every, literally everybody else told me, hey, don't leave. I don't want you to move back to New Orleans. And such and such, and Liz didn't, you know what I'm saying, she didn't, it was like, uh, she was done, and I was done, but I think it hurt more to know that she was done, that she didn't even fight to keep the relationship where it was at, but that's besides the point, this ain't even about Liz, I guess, I guess it is about Liz, but to bring it back to SNL, she was the first woman that I cared for, she gave me faith, and like, she gave me hope, not through her verbiage, but just the way she made me feel like, all right, you know, there is love after a failed 10-year relationship, so we had our intimate moment, and it was cool, it was enjoyable, it was brief, because we both had shit to do, and as we was leaving, she was like, hey, have you ever had sex in a car? Now, mind you, my ex and I had sex in a car before, but it wasn't like really was up. So I was like, nah, not really. So she was like, okay, because it's your birthday, let's go ahead and do that. So yeah, I hate the word sex. <laughs> I don't want to use the word sex. I feel like I'm kissing and telling. Um, we had another intimate experience, right? And at this time, I'm high. You know, we were smoking and shit too. So after we was done with the intimate experience, a feeling dawned on me. And I felt like shit, not because SNL had a nigga, but because I realized that having sex with a person that you're in love with and knowing that they don't love you is a very, very eerie feeling. Something that I've only experienced that one time, but something that I never want to experience again. It was kind of like you've been after this person for like six or seven months or whatever you've been you know working towards it you've been trying to find the right moment and making sure that right moment is special but like knowing that it don't matter if we fucked all day it don't matter if i did this to you and did that to you and we had this and we had that kind of experience at the end of the day you going home to that nigga and i'm going home to like nobody i'm gonna sleep by myself you know what i'm saying not that I mind being by myself, because at the time, it's 2020, I'm doing my thing, I'm a single man, I'm spreading my oats, you know what I'm saying, I'm living this whole life that I didn't get to live in my 20s because I spent my entire 20s in a relationship. So it's not the fact that, you know, I necessarily want a relationship, but you do have to be honest. Well, I had to be honest with myself and realize, like, I wanted you. I didn't want to fuck you. I wanted to experience you. I wanted you to love me how I loved you. And after we was done, I sat back and I was like, that didn't feel good. I don't feel accomplished. Like if I was the type of nigga that fucked because of, like if I was the type of nigga that fucked to notch. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, I fucked her. La, da, da, da. That shit cool, man. I hit that quote unquote. That's what New Orleans niggas say. But I'm not a notcher. That's not my thing. I'm really a lover. You know what I'm saying? So it was just this feeling of 
It's like the J. Cole line where, where the niggas say, the good news is, nigga, you came a long way. The bad news is, nigga, you went the wrong way. It was like this feeling of utter defeat. Like, I was just disgusted with myself because that's not a win. Niggas can say what they want about cheating, but I do have this thing in mind, like, a person to fuck whoever. You know what I'm saying? A person to go out there and do it, you know, do their thing with whoever. But the motherfucker that 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 they go home and lay they lay their head next to and they wake up next to and get to experience them on the holidays or every day and it's not just sneaking around and it's like that's the person that's really winning. I mean, not winning because they're getting cheated on, but you know, that's how I feel about that. So it's like a triumph like what should have been like man birthday sex from a person you've been wanting to you know experience and that shit just left me like fuck man like who the fuck am i like when did i become a side nigga you know like a glorified side nigga like i deserve more than that that brings me to the next point i think it's crazy that sometimes people because of how you love somebody right you would rather be person a's side piece than person's b (laughs) boyfriend or girlfriend because you feel so strongly about a and you don't feel strongly enough about b and i think that is fucking bonkers that is crazy how we as human beings do that shit and maybe it's like the young people like maybe older people don't do that but it's definitely like some young people like like i've heard a woman say like yeah you know i know i was his favorite hoe and it's kind of like, what you mean you was his favorite? Like, you didn't want to be his girlfriend? Like, sleep around culture is so normal. And I'm not here to judge because I do my, you know, I'm not here to judge because I've been that person that has slept around, you know, like I've, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't did my little ditty and I didn't yeah to the yeah with a few yeahs and shit like that. So it's like, I'm never going to be the one to be like, oh, you're a hoe and that's la la la. I'm not going to be that. But I'm saying like, if you're going to hoe, at least let it be on your terms. Like, don't be a fucking side piece for nobody. You don't, you know, don't, don't be with it. Don't give your body to a person that don't deserve you. And that's to men and women or for anybody listening to this. Cause a lot of times motherfuckers don't deserve you. And I ain't gonna lie. Like I've been guilty of it. There are, I want to say maybe just one or two, uh, like one who was kind of like, all right, if we fuck, you're literally like a means to an end. Like you're a hoe to me. Like you're literally a hoe. I want to fuck you. I want my dick sucked. As soon as I get this nut, it's get out of my presence. I'm gonna leave your presence and there's nothing. I don't want to kiss you. I don't want to hold you. I don't see you as an equal as far as like intimacy goes. I just want you for this specific reason. And then when I'm done, you can go be about your business. But I also say, and this may be a contradictory thing to say, like she deserved better than that. She should have never gave her body to me. But at the same time, she wanted to scratch an itch and I wanted to scratch an itch. So I'm gonna fuck you. You're gonna nut but I'm not going to fucking hold you. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to, you know, it's not going to be an emotional thing. You're not going to, you're going to get pleasure, but like not emotionally. At the end of the day, nobody should experience that because we're all worth more. And again, I ain't going to lie. Like in this specific chick I'm talking about, the last time I fucked her, you know, I'm, I'm intuitive and shit. I'm looking at a nigga text, like calling her, right? She banging that bitch. And I'm like, oh, and to anybody listening, banging it mean like rejecting a call. So nigga calling and she rejecting the call. And my antennas is up because it's like, if a nigga come in this bitch, I ain't got my gun on me. So it's like, you know, I hope that's not your nigga. I hope that's not a nigga that know where the fuck you live. But you know, it is what it is. You fucking me out of spite, probably. You probably fucking me or you probably letting me fuck you because this nigga that made you mad. <laughs> for one, don't fuck nobody out of spite. And for two... 
he don't deserve that. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause as a man, like, bitch, I could I could make you mad to the point where you're gonna go give your body to a nigga that don't care about you. Cause that's all she did. Like he cared about you because he calling you. He calling you multiple times when you hanging up on him and you about to suck my dick and 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 let me put some dick inside you. And I don't give a fuck if you eat tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like just the backwardness of it, the backwardness of it is kind of like crazy. Like listening to what I'm saying. A nigga calling her because he loves her, he like her, right? Boom, she hanging up on the phone, hanging up the phone. Now she come fucking suck me. Boom. I don't give a fuck if she, I don't care nothing about her. He probably love her, but she gonna fuck me. Why? Cause it did good. Come on, man. It got you know what I'm saying. Like it, it gotta, it gotta mean more. And that brings me back to the beginning of the podcast where I was talking about Liz. It's like I deserve more than that. I deserve a person that loves me. I deserve a person that only wants to be with me. I deserve a person that wants to ending with me or even SNL. And I love SNL. Like, I got love SNL. That's my dog to this day. But I deserve more than, oh, I'm going to break up with him one day. Oh, you know, maybe one day me and you go, oh, la, la, la. Like, no, fuck all that. I'm not no side nigga. I deserve to be with a woman that loves me, that wants to be with me, and only me. I know I deserve these things, right? So that's one. that's one way to look at it. But then another side to that coin is you can meet women that want to give you everything and then you're not ready for it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to lie. I'm guilty of that. I'm going to keep it honest with y'all on this podcast. I'm guilty of a lot of shit. Like recently, I've been thinking to myself, "Mm, mm, mm, mm." I'm like, dare I say, I'm like my father in the 90s, man. Or like maybe the early 2000s. I don't know. I can't even put a timeline. I just feel like sometimes I ain't shit. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I feel like I've literally turned into the guy that just, I'm just not shit. And it's so crazy to me because I was a late bloomer. I didn't lose my virginity until 21. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have, like, women lined up and shit. Now, granted, let me say this. Like, I could have lost my virginity twice when I was in, in my teenage, when I was a teenager. But I held out on the strength of, you know, my, my first time losing my virginity going to be with somebody special. So, um, you know, the women that wanted to take my virginity, I turned both of them down. In hindsight, I'd have fucked both of them hoes, but you know, it is what it is. But anyway, I find myself becoming exactly who I said I would never be. Like, never be. Like, I had a situation like a couple months ago where like I ran through like four women in the span of a month. Four women. And I'm like, dog, what the fuck is wrong? Not ran through, like, you know, I'm... I don't take precedent over any woman, right? So I feel like just like I get to experience her, she gets to experience me, and it's like a mutual thing. I'm not a notcher. I'm not a womanizer either. So I'm not saying that, oh, I conquered this woman and no shit like that. So, you know, let me say that again. I'm, I don't conquer women. You know, we experience each other. But I ran through four women, like, in a span of a month. And it's like I told myself, like, dog, you got to fucking slow down. Like, this shit is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit is fucking crazy. Like, and then I realized that I was like tripping when I fucked the woman out of spite. And I'm like, bro, who the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Because these are real people with real feelings, right? And then the waters get so muddy that you know a woman cares about you. Back in the day, not back in the day, but like a couple of years ago, my whole thing was like, hey, you know, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And if you're okay with that, then we could proceed. And I remember always getting like, oh, you so real and you so honest. And that's why I want to fuck with you because you so honest. But then it's like when you get feelings involved with shit, it's kind of like, eh, it's hard to be honest. I ain't gonna lie, and I don't want to sound like an ancient, I don't want to sound like a quote-unquote fuck nigga, but like, as a person that has been 100% honest and like still didn't get 
how do I how do I even frame this? I'm trying to get you to understand what I'm saying. I've been honest in situations that have not benefited me multiple times, right? And there are certain women that you can be 100% honest with because, you know, it's a proxy between y'all as far as like the level where y'all care about each other. So it's like she gonna always be doing her thing and I'm always be doing my thing. So it's no need to lie to her. But it's like when you get to a certain point where the feelings get deeper, it's like now I can't tell A that I'm with B, you're doing shit with C and then doing shit with D and E, you know, like that's a lot. Then it becomes a thing where it's like, okay, if I'm with A and B is texting me, like if I'm with A for whatever amount of time, and even if I warn B about it, B is still going to feel some way. But then like, what about C and D? So when you spend time with, and I'm saying, I'm, I'm naming them alphabetically because I don't want to call names because this has been like a situation for me in the past. Not now. I'm, you know, way cleaner now, but I've just lived through some shit where it's kind of like... I don't know, man. Honesty, it doesn't get you the results. And then on the other side, like, you know, with me dealing with some of these women, it's kind of like, I can say all day, okay, I don't care what you do. I don't care what you do. And then some women, like, I don't care because I know what my place is with them. I don't care if you go fuck a million niggas. Just as long as, like, when I, when we're in our mode, don't have none of that shit interfering with what we got going on. But then it's like with certain women, it's like, wait, you did what with who? <laughs> like, you did what? Are you crazy? Knowing that, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's illogical. Like, I was telling my nigga, um, like, last year, I think I legit had a situation where, like, a woman was mad at me. And she said, DJ, do you want to be my man? And I said, uh, nah, no, not yet. I'm not ready. And then she did some shit. I forget what she did, but she did some shit. And I was like, gonna get mad at it. But then I was like, well, damn, how can I get mad at anything she does if I legit have already told this woman, hey, I'm not ready to be in a relationship with you, right? And so it's like, I be having to check myself like, nigga, you displaying fuck nigga energy. But then it's like other women in the past where it's kind of like, I'll say, hey, I uh, not even like that. Let me just say that I think we've all been in a situation where you've had a person and they was ready to be with you, but then you weren't ready. And then when you was ready to be with them, they weren't ready. So now y'all kind of like in a weird situation where it's kind of like, well, when you wanted me, I didn't want you. And then when I wanted you, you didn't want me and shit like that. So what do we do now? I feel like at one point, dog, I was just having too many problems for a quote unquote single man. You know what I'm saying? Like just too many problems. And to alleviate that, you got to like let all that shit go. And I always say the point of this podcast is to tell y'all, hey, this is what I did. This is the results that I got. Don't be like me. Learn from me. Be better than me. I do this podcast for niggas that was late bloomers like myself who didn't get a lot of play when they was growing up who got called ugly, who couldn't dress, who was fucking lame, who was dorky before nerd shit became cool. And then I blossomed from like the ugly duckling into like the cool black swan. And it's kind of like, now I'm attractive. Now I'm handsome. Now I'm a bachelor. Now I'm quote unquote educated. I have this, I have that. So like the material shit they looking at now, it's like, I don't lack in female attention. You know, I do this shit for us. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm trying to navigate I got rejected so much younger. I got, I kind of, I got rejected a lot when I was younger and I'm glad that that happened because it made me appreciate the yeses. You feel me? And I appreciate the noes, even though at this point I don't feel like nobody out of my league or no shit like that. This shit is hard navigating through life, you know, dealing with these women that I've dealt with in the past. Well, it was hard. Like I said, this is past shit. This is not nothing current. 
I'm going to say this and I'm going to let that shit go. Listen, pee me out, hear me out. If you've never had a beautiful woman suck your dick looking up at you smiling, I don't know what to tell you. But niggas like me, this is who I podcast for. <laughs> for shit like saying shit like that. And I'm sorry. I know I got a fucking vulgar mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the range. I'm a Gemini. What do you... I just try to fucking blame it on my sign, man. Every episode is not going to be sad. Every episode is not going to be endearing. Sometimes I got to get on this bitch and pop my shit and let y'all know about the bullshit that I be into. You feel me? So, that's all that is. But this is the Gemini in Me podcast. And this is episode 74. And it was called... <laughs> Cobb County Knights, man. Cobb County Knights. Listen, I appreciate you taking your time to listen to me pop my shit. You feel me? Because I know it's some different type shit. You dig? I appreciate you pressing play on my shit. I appreciate you pressing the button, clicking, liking, subscribing, all that shit. I appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart. Thank you to anybody that got this far on the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you a million times over. You know what I'm saying? In the future, I got more stories to tell. We've been through it all. Shout out my nigga Drake. You feel me? I want to um, get back to doing interviews, and I got some shit lined up that hopefully eh, 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 come through. You dig, man. I'm so fucking excited about the future of my podcast. I got plans on how to expand my listenership. And for the people that do listen, like I said, man, thank you. I appreciate you. It's more stories to tell, more interviews, more insight, more debt, more honesty, more vulnerability, all that shit. You feel me? So I'm the Shive Geek. This was the Gemini Yemi Podcast. This was episode 74. Fuck with your boy, man. Yeah.